You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Today it's a fun destination, the little city of Solvang. That is in the Santa Inez Valley. And we're here at the Hamlet Inn. It is such a quaint little town. We're excited to share it with you. A Danish town. And it's not a very big town, just a few blocks in radius. But you've got everything from wine tasting to Danish bakeries to independent shops. It's just a great little town. We're excited to share with you this week. If you're wondering where it is, it's just a couple of hours north of Los Angeles. And it's so fun because you feel like you've been dropped into this quaint little European town with all this wonderful architecture and everything and shops and things, but you've still got that beautiful Southern California weather. It's really easy to walk around, like we said, just a few blocks. And I loved how when we got here, I just felt our pace slow down. And one way you can tell when you're in a slow-paced place is you go to cross the street, cars stop and wait for you. I know I noticed that right away. In the first half an hour, we're in the city. We crossed the street several times, and everyone was so polite. We couldn't believe that they were just so polite and let us cross the street. And we're like, hey, this is kind of a unique place. And not only that, but we noticed right coming into town all the bakeries, the Danish bakeries. We're going to talk about those through the show. They're delicious, and they're one of the things that Solving is known for. So you've got to forget your calorie counter while you're here in the city of Solving. We've got some great interviews coming up to tell you about this magical place. First, we're going to talk with Tracy Farhad of Solving USA. She's going to give us an overview and tell us about some of the things here. Then we're going to talk to Laura Kath, who's going to talk a little bit about some family activities here in Solving, some other activities, as well as accommodations. There's quite a few accommodations, and it's really fun because all independently owned, all very different. We're also going to have an interview with Aaron Peterson, who owns a couple of restaurants here in town, and he's going to tell us about some of the great dining options around town here. He seems to know everything. He's got his hands in a couple of restaurants, a bakery, and a chocolate company. I think Aaron's going to be my new best friend. (laughs) Before we get to all those interviews, we're first going to do hot topics in travel. This week, I'm just going to call it choices, choices, choices. There you go. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin in the beautiful city of Solvang here at the Hamlet Inn. Go ahead and check us out on the web at travelbrigade.com. Like us on Facebook or tweet at us at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We're in the lovely Danish city of Solvang. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in our Hot Topics in Travel segment. You know how sometimes you go to the grocery store, the convenience store, and you're looking for something and you get there and there's like 20 different versions of that product to choose from and you just kind of get overwhelmed? Yeah, That can also happen when you're trying to make travel choices. Okay. Now, it is so wonderful that we live in the age of the Internet, and we've got all these travel choices, and we can look up dozens of options, just a flight, dozens of options for a hotel, on and on and on. Sometimes it can just get overwhelming. I found this article at fastcompany.com. It's based on a study done at the School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at Purdue. Now, let me just say that 
I am heartened at the future of humanity when we have a school of hospitality and tourism management. <laughs> Honey, there's many of them out there. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? But yes, there are. <laughs> they did some research and found that if people get offered too many choices when they're trying to pick travel destinations or things they're going to do or where they're going to stay, if there are too many choices, they'll simply end up not making a choice and just backing away. The magic number that they came up with was 22. If there's more than 22 choices, that's when people start becoming overwhelmed. I found that a little high, but then again, I'm not the one that does all our travel planning. You are. <laughs> to me, it's a little high dependent on, like if it's a hotel, maybe not. But if it's, let's say, a cruise or a vacation package, yes, because there's too many details involved and that's too many. The reasons that people kind of back off is one, they don't see a lot of difference between all those choices, so they're not really sure what to do. Another thing is they're worried about, oh, am I going to pick this one? And then I'm going to find out I really wanted this one. You know, the whole post-purchase, the buyer's regret. And then sometimes if you're under pressure to get something done by a certain time, like maybe, oh, should I book this right now? Is it going to be this in two weeks? Or So all those things kind of add up, and they found that if it gets to be too many choices, people will just back away. Synopsis of this whole story, just tell somebody what to do like I do with Jeff. Don't don't give him any choices. <laughs> we have a great show ahead today. Coming up, we've got an interview with Tracy Farhad of SolvingUSA.com. She's going to give us an overview of all of the fun things to do in this town. This charming little town here in Solving. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We will be right back. For the Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the lovely little town of Solving. We're here at the Hamlet Inn doing this interview. We are at the Hamlet Inn where the question is to sleep or not to sleep. That is, is the not question. To sleep. There's too much <laughs> There's to do too in much town. To... <laughs> now, we've got a bit of a, a running debate here. I say there are more bakeries here. Kathleen says there are more wine tasting rooms here. Let's turn to the expert, Tracy Farhad with Visit Solving. Welcome, Tracy. Welcome. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. And so Tracy, does it matter? Because you could literally have a glass of wine in one hand and a pastry in the other. And so what, <laughs> what else you've do you need? You've obviously seen me down the street. <laughs> Here's my plan. I'm going to eat at the bakeries all day. And then all that cholesterol I build up, I'm going to get rid of it at night by having red Drinking wine. Red wine. <laughs> and, and notice he says at night when literally we started during the day yesterday because they, they open about 10 o'clock. So... <laughs> Well, it is it is an amazing valley worth of abundance. There um, you go. <laughs> the, this is not a place you want to come to on a diet. There, no, I, I would agree with you there. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, I think some people hear about Solvang and they hear the little majestical town. Tell us a little bit about it, you know, what draws people, what there is to do here. Sure. Well, you know, it's this, um, we also call it our little bit of paradise, but we still like telling people about it because it's um, it's small, it's intimate. 
Um, it's kind of magical for people, and it's just two hours north of L.A. or four hours south of San Francisco, but it feels like a world apart. You literally come into this, this beautiful classic California um, valley, and you see windmills, and you yeah. see architecture with the, uh, the bindings, of the, the wood on the side of the buildings and the tile roofs and storks up on top of the building. And it's, it's not Disneyland. It's an actual town. <laughs> <laughs> it is a town. It was founded by uh, Danish immigrants over 100 years ago. They were freezing elsewhere, and they got the smart idea of moving to California and finding um, their sunny fields, and that's what the word solving means in oh, Danish. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah we heard yeah. the joke about the smart Danish farmers. Once they got <laughs> to the Midwest, they kept going on to California. The smart they, ones did. <laughs> they kept going. There were these four educators. They, they really wanted to continue their culture and the heritage. It was more about let's keep the good stuff going, but they really wanted to be a part of America. So um, they had their own folk school here. Uh, they taught classes in um, what was essential to them, even in gymnastics or, or farming. And, and, of course, our farmland has, um, has turned to a little more than just grazing cattle these days. Um, we have fabulous um, orchards and things like that, but we're right smack in the middle of a gorgeous wine country now. So the combination of the lifestyles between the Danish pastries and the uh, world-class wines, uh, yeah, I- I'm sold. The wines are a more of a recent development, say the last 20 years or so? or Yeah, actually started in the 70s. So um, there's quite a, a movement that's been here now, second and third uh, generations from the folks who have been training under some world-class names. Um, even Lucas and Lowell which is the first right here in the valley, um, has a tasting room in Solvang. And so you have the vineyards who are doing the productions, a lot of them small lot, so you get a lot of boutique wineries, but with over 100 here, and it certainly didn't start that way in 1976. So um, it's, it's really growing to the point where we are just as much as, of a wine region as any other part. You know that other northern place? Yes, yes, we do, we do. Well, with with the movie Sideways coming up on its 10th anniversary of the showing, you know, that helped put us on the map. Yes, yes. I was going to say, you know, the wineries, so I think people don't always understand the difference between the wineries themselves where you can go out and do tasting or tasting rooms Mm -hmm. for the wineries. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. and so people that want to have that kind of, authentic feel where they're actually in the wineries, going mm-hmm. to, the, to the wineries themselves and go tasting. It's kind of the whole valley around Solvang. Exactly. They're, they're so close. It's, it's right here. So you've got one mile outside of town. There's your first vineyard. Um, exactly. And then the yeah. opposite of that is being here in the downtown Solvang area where you can walk around to the tasting rooms and pretty much do the same thing, taste the wines, as a matter of fact, here at the Hamlet Inn, they gave us this really cute little two-for-one card, and you could take it around and, and do your tastings around town. And, and um, how many winery tasting rooms are here in Solvang? Well, we currently have 18. Oh, see, that's quite um, a few for this, for this town that's not, it you is. know. It is. Well, we're just five blocks long. You know, it's about two square miles here in Solvang. Um, but the mix, we have over 30 restaurants and and we also have um, 14 hotels, and we have now five 30 museums. restaurants. Does that include the 29 bakeries, or is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we just opened our fifth authentic Danish bakery, oh. um, and I say I should say reopen. It's actually the third generation uh, Danish baker who decided to come back into his family's business. Oh, so wow. um, the Burkholms and Olsen's Bakery is fourth generation baker, and 
And, uh, yeah, you, you know, when people ask what are my favorites, I'll just tell you what I like at each of those bakeries because you have to try them all. Okay. <laughs> tell us what your favorites are. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> well, my gosh, they've got something called the Seven Sisters. It's a it's a butter ring. You've got to ha- try that. And, okay. of course, the, um, the Danish Kringle. And I've got to tell you, Olsen's makes my favorite uh, Danish Kringle. I was over um, at Olsen's yesterday, and I pretty much just did it based on looks. Now we're gonna we're actually right across the street from Olsen's, and so mm-hmm. I went over yesterday uh, and did it. That looks good. That looks good. But now we're gonna go back educated. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, and it's such a difference. I didn't even know how much I love pastry until I got here. So, um, and I've decided to to give up on, like I said, the um, you just have to suspend. Um, the diet thing for just a few minutes because when you get something that tastes this good in this town, and we make you walk around town. That's right. It's very walkable. It's a very walkable town. I mean, you do walk. You have a pastry in hand, of course, but that's okay. (laughs) Just don't have a wine glass in hand. You can't do that yet. Uh, Out on the the public streets. But we do have a lot of great wine events. We have um, two Vintners festivals um, that happen, and we also have uh, wine passports where you can purchase a summer-long or winter-long passport and, and go taste it at your leisure at various times. We're, we're big on doing wine-pairing dinners and getting oh, nice. to meet the winemakers. So that's part of that lifestyle that we have here. And there's some really cute little boutique shops all around town. Again, it's a very, uh, very walkable town. That's my other big number. We have 150 um, boutique shops here oh, wow. of just very unique items. We actually aren't allowed to have the big box stores, so you will never see a big chain here. That's just part of wanting to keep it more of the uh, the uniqueness of uh, you know having those kind of businesses with the imports. And so you can find a lot of great Danish items here as well as. I was going to say Jeff. Jeff went out and got me the whole Danish outfit. You know, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was just a fantasy. I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, now I know about your relationship. <laughs> well, other activities you can do while you're dressed to kill. Um, you can, In my Danish um, outfit. Yeah. We have uh, the Honen, the replica of the uh, the rail car that's pulled by these two big horses that go around town. You can do a little 20-minute tour if you don't want to walk on the cobblestone streets. But just seeing all the details, the courtyards, the wonderful little shops, the opportunities, the, the, the jewelry, the lace. the I mean, there's just a, there's a lot here. So I have I have fun shopping and I get to work here too but um, be remiss if I didn't mention um, our wonderful museums you wouldn't expect five museums in just five blocks but um, no but we know uh, it's yes with our Elverhoy <laughs> Museum of History and Art that shows our true heritage and how it was all founded so that's a real must see on the visit and so is the uh, motorcycle museum oh my gosh Jeff you might just have you seen that I yet? Saw, I've seen ads for it we haven't been yet but it's definitely on the itinerary oh, on our today. afternoon list yeah yeah it is an amazing collection, so make sure you get and see that, too. But we have a lot of events all year, so there's lots of things for people to do. Yeah, you mentioned those wine festivals. When, when do those take place? Well, you ha- we will have one every spring, so usually the third weekend in April, and then every fall. Um, so our harvest festival is every October. And then, of course, on our website, solvingusa.com, we've got a full calendar of events, so you can always find out what's happening. We have car shows. We have uh, fiestas. Um, of course, our 4th of July here is magnificent. Our Taste of Solving is every March. Um, where you can come get all those delectables in four hours if you can try doing that. That might be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then every winter season we have our Yule Fest because it's very magical here in the holidays with all the trees all lit up with twinkle lights and 
and it's just it's a beautiful time to come actually all year and it's kind of handy when you have weather this good right yes yes yes. you mentioned it being a world away and one thing we really noticed when we got up here yesterday is we'd go to cross the street and cars were stopping and beckoning us to 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 go ahead and (laughs) cross we'd just been down in you know southern california which which, you know has its own delights and everything but but people don't wait for you to cross the street and and it's it's kind of one of those tests you know you've sort of gotten into a laid-back place when people are waiting for you to cross the street yes i have we met a wonderful um visitor from iceland um, just last week, and they actually have a lot of Danish heritage, so she felt like she was um, at home, or at least her second home, which is was Denmark for her. And I think because of that very international feel, people have that feeling of, okay, I can now slow down. I can actually feel the heart rate and the pace because you're you're, you're listening. You're at just at a different. You're, you're in a different zone. It's um. And she came right out and she said she feels so peaceful and safe here. And I thought, wow, that's a great thing. And that kind of sums it up a lot when you get to come here and feel that peaceful and do things or don't do anything. It's kind of yeah. a, a good option. It's a very, very cute little town. I recommend you coming out and joining us here in Solving sometime this season. And we thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm thrilled to help you. And come look us up at the Visitor Center. We always say Velkommen. And we will have information on our website, Travel Brigade, about Solving USA and different places around town. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here in the lovely, lovely town of Solvang, the Danish town of Solvang, where I'm here with Jeff Griffin at the Hamlet Inn, and we just learned all about the fun things to do here while you're in Solvang. We've been trying them out, walking around the town, going to different places, and while you're here, you also need some accommodations. Yeah, and coming up next, we're going to be talking with Laura Kath, and she's going to tell us about accommodations and also about activities for families. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Up next, Laura Kath. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griven, and we are in the lovely Danish town of Solvang. And one of the things we're just ready to talk about is you're here, you're eating Danish, drinking wine, you have to find a place to sleep while you're here. And all the places here are really cute, quaint little boutique hotels, motels, and inns. I love that. You can really get that feel right when you get here. Yeah, and there's a wide variety to choose from. And here to tell us more about it is Laura Kath the Media Relations Director with SolvangUSA.com. Welcome, Laura. Oh, welcome to Solvang. We'd like to say California's little Denmark. It's very cute. We're here at the Hamlet Inn staying, and it's such a cute little place, and we're right in the center of everything. And it just is sort of exactly what Solvang is when it comes to accommodations. Tell us a little bit why we won't be seeing any big name brand hotels here in the town. Well, here in Solvang, the town was founded, of course, by Danish educators in 1911. So we're 102 years old this year. But we did very mature. Become, very mature. Yeah, very mature now. Yes, in our, in our, we like to say we're in our second century. Yes, yes. But I think the fun part is is that, that we didn't really become a legal California city until 1985. And when we became a city, the city charter was written that banned chain stores oh. and chain affiliations. 
So we don't so see when, a plethora of Arby's, McDonald's. No. In fact, people say to me, they say, well, how come it's all these independent family-owned boutiques and shops and restaurants and hotels and inns? Because they're banned. And the only ones, I'll be honest, because some people say, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. The one, the only have three. There is a Subway sandwich shop, Which a Domino's yeah, pizza, it sticks out, and really. a Holiday Inn because they existed before 1985 and they oh, were grandfathered in. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, really, so when you come to Solvang, you're not going to see, you know, you really see, you know, the true town. You see the Danish architecture, you see the storks on the roofs, the half-timbered buildings, and, of course, our inns and hotels and motels reflect that. Give us a couple of choices of some stick-out hotels. I mean, here we're at the Hamlet Inn. Like I said, you can't beat the location. I really love that they did this really kind of simplistic Scandinavian feel to the whole thing. Modern. Yes, modern. Yeah, we, call modern. It, we kind of call it the real Really hip, cool IKEA. Yes, you know, yes, it does yeah, kind of because give you that like you're kind of staying in one of the rooms. At it's IKEA. a very Danish. It's very Danish modern at the Hamlet yeah. Inn, and then you can go to the other spectrum where you have places like the Svengard's Lodge, which is very traditional uh, turn of the century Danish, or the Mirabelle Inn, which has got a very European flair for a bed and breakfast, um, or the very sophisticated Four Diamond Hotel Cork which has a fabulous restaurant, full service. It's our largest hotel. Um, all the way to, to something is, is really fun, like the Solvang Inn and Cottages or the Solvang Gardens Lodge, which has more intimate cottages, the Wine Valley Inn, which, again, has, again, they're all independently owned, managed, family-owned businesses. And so, so you different. Really they get... all have that, all the architecture is very unique. We turn around and see another, you know, another lodging accommodation, very unique architecture. Everyone, I can only imagine, and we did pop in a few of them, how, just how unique each one of them is in their room types and in their architecture. Yeah, and when you have, and you here's a small town, let's face it, Solvang only has a population of 5,200. Wow. Give or take a few souls. And the fact that we have 16 different inns and hotels is really kind of extraordinary, and they're all centrally located just like where you're staying at the Hamlet. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun because you have that choice where for every taste, for every budget. So we have, you know, from the the one and two star, the more budget accommodations, all the way up to the four star. And I didn't mention that we also, in addition to the Hotel Cork as a four star, we also have the Peterson Village Inn, which also is a four diamond property. Oh, nice. So here in this little hamlet, if you will, in the little village of Solvang, you've got, you know, you've got this wide range of accommodations that will suit whatever your taste or budget. So it's definitely no issues with coming to Solvang and finding a place to stay. But we definitely encourage you to reserve early because we do fill up. It's a popular time, particularly in the summer and on weekends and holidays. With 16 hotels and 5,000 people in the town, you could conceivably host the whole town in your hotels. I wonder how many because travel destinations can claim that. We've, we, we've got more hotel rooms than people in our town. <laughs> you know, throughout the entire Santa Inez Valley, there's 32 hotel, uh, hotels. Because, again, Solvang is the center of the Santa Inez Valley. And the other communities around Solvang, of course, are Los Olivos, Los Alamos, Ballard, Buellton, and Santa Inez itself. So we, we have a total, if you will, of 1,700 hotel rooms. 
in yes, the entire next valley. Next time we come back to Solvang, we're going to stay a little bit longer and do the sideways tour or some way to get around the whole valley. So. Yeah, because there's so much to see and do just in Solvang. Yeah. And then, you know, but we always encourage folks to come back and stay, stay for at least more than a day or night because there is so much going on. There's so many opportunities to, to, to get outside and to recreate, To in addition, of course, to the wine tasting and the Danish pastry tasting and the shopping. Did yes. I mention we have 150 shops? Yeah. Yes, we were just talking about that in our previous interview. And one of the things, just talking about getting out, one of the things we were talking about, you know, joking around about how many wine tasting rooms are in town and how we are walking downtown with a Danish in one hand and a glass of wine in the other. But <laughs> tell us a little bit about some family-friendly options there because there seem to be everybody with kids. Such a family friend. You're so right, Kathleen and Jeff. This is, this is truly not, it is a multidimensional, you know, multicultural, if you will, destination. Of course, we're founded by Danes, but we've got a lot of other things going on. And I think one of the things that's super popular for families is cycling. And people, you know, because not only can you rent bicycles here, you can rent those wonderful four-wheeled Surrey cycles. Yes, I I know you've seen them. Okay. And, well, I and, of say, course, and, and just one other thing that the Hamlet Inn has them available for their guests, so you can just grab one at the front and go. Yeah, so they have really those amazing beach cruisers with the cute little Hamlet Inn signs on them, and they're so cool. They go, they run around, and, and so that's again. What, so when I talk about cycling, we're not talking. You know, now we are very proud to have hosted uh, four times the Amgen Tour of California, which is a professional cycling race, and a lot of professional cyclists do stay here in Solvang and train here because of our terrain, because of our great weather. You know, hey, I'm about 300 days of sun. China year, you know, an average year on temperature of 62 degrees. Hello. Um, So we do get a lot of cycling folks, but it's great for families. And we have on our website, which by the way is solvingusa.com, we do list all kinds of cycling tours and and routes so that are very family friendly that, or if you want to get a little more aggressive and do a little bit more, you know, athletic ability and really get going. But we have even a world-class training facility, Carmichael Training Systems is also located here just outside the valley. I and they do a lot of bike tours. Trek travel comes through here almost every week with with bike tours. Um, You can even do wine country cycling tours where they will take you to different, you can ride your bike to different wineries and they'll pick you up and bring you home. So there's a lot of really fun ways to, to cycle, to get out on two wheels, if you will. Speaking of two wheels and cycling, the museum there, the Motorcycle Museum, I think that would be a really fun thing. That kids oh, would really it's incredible. Enjoy. Yeah, Virgil Ealings has, a, has the Solving Vintage Motorcycle Museum. It's his private collection, if you will, of over 150 different motorcycles from all over the world, but they're located here in Solving. That's really super fun. And, of course, the other museums. You can't not think about Solving. When you think about the da- modern Danish fairy tale, the author of the fa- Danish fairy tale is Hans Christian Andersen. I mean, think about Princess and the Pea, right. you know. Um, all that good stuff. Well, we have a museum for him, and it's free. So families love to go in there and check that out. And, of course, the Elverhoi Museum of Danish History and Art is also really fun. They have special children's activities. The Wildling Art Museum is just opening, reopening this summer in Solvang. They do a lot of cool things for art and nature uh, for kids. That That's really fun. And the other thing that's really, people laugh about, they say, well, what about a park? Whoopee. Well, <laughs> our parks look like little Danish villages. Okay, the Sunny Fields Park. I guess these are all free. Did I mention free? Yes, free. Yes. You know, free fun with the family. I love that word. Um, so, our, you know, the, the Sunny Fields Park looks like this Danish kind of village fort. Um, the Hans Christian Andersen Park has a skate park, again, 
free uh, with lots of climbing and tennis courts and basketball courts and picnic areas. These are all, again, free family activities that are that are available right here in Solvang. And, I, you know, and let's face it, you can also take a horse-drawn carriage ride throughout town with that's called the Solvang Trolley, and it's modeled after a wooden streetcar in, in Denmark, where, but it's driven by horses. And yeah, who needs a modern trolley when you've got <laughs> great horses? <laughs> yeah, and, and families <laughs> love to jump on that. The Arsena family runs that trolley, and it's a 20-minute ride, and it just gives you kind of that flavor of hopping around the village. And, you know, families and couples and everybody loves that. Who doesn't love a, you know, a horse-drawn trolley? One thing I saw that, that was really fun, and if you've got kids who are under five, which thankfully we don't, but if, you, if you're listening and you've got kids under five, there's this big wooden clog on one corner. I can't remember the corner. It was on it's Copenhagen. On Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. On Copenhagen Drive and First Street, okay. right in front of the and, Solving and Shoe Store. And you go and you sit your kids in this huge clog and take a picture of them. That was so <laughs> yeah. cute. Oh, the red wooden clog is a total tradition. I don't. I don't. In fact, you don't have to be under five to do it either. I've seen, (laughs) shall we say, more mature adults do it. I was going to say, can you actually use that clog as an accommodation as well? Yeah. Well, we don't rent it out. It's free, so it's okay. (laughs) We don't don't put that in our hotel inventory. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We've got a full show. I've got lots of different things going on here in Solvang. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Oh, I'm so happy to happy to have you here in Solvang. And just to appreciate the, the you know, let's face it, California is little Denmark. It's right here. SolvangUSA.com is the place to go to learn even more. We'll have more information on our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. You can check it out there. Follow us on Twitter at TravelBrigade and like us on Facebook. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show here in Solvang, the Danish town. I'm here with Jeff Griffin, enjoying our Danish. Coming up, we've got an interview with Aaron Peterson, who's going to be telling us about some of the restaurants here in town. He's also going to tell us a little bit about the history of how this town came to be, the Danish immigrants who came here. After we got done with the interview, we also got talking with him a little bit, and it turns out they're also looking to Denmark for their future. Aaron is really involved in this community. He was born and raised here, and one of the things you know, trying to keep the town authentic and having a connection with Denmark. It sounds like they've got all these really great plans in place to bring over exchange students, to try and work with real Danes to come over and keep the tradition going and opening businesses. It's such a it's such a great idea, and it sounds like they really are making a plan to keep this little community special. Coming up, Aaron's going to tell us a little bit about the Danish history of Solvang and since he's got his fingers in so many pies around this town, he's going to tell us all. He's got his fingers in so many Danish around this town. (laughs) He's going to be telling us about some of the restaurants and great places to eat. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel destination show. Get onto the web and find us at travelbrigade.com. Go onto Facebook and like us there or tweet at us at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the lovely Danish town of Solving. And we are at a beautiful place called the Greenhouse Cafe, which to me looks like a greenhouse. Let's ask Aaron Peterson, the owner, about that. Welcome, Aaron. 
Good morning. How are you folks? We're great. We're excited to be here. Uh, we got here yesterday in Solvang, and it's just such a quaint little town. We're excited. This is our Gotta Eat segment, and you cannot stumble two feet in this town without finding something to eat. Tell us a little bit about the town and the cultural heritage and how it became such a destination for, for ethnic food, for Danish bakeries and different things here in the city. Well, you know, Solvang, and we had our um, 100-year anniversary last year, two years ago, I guess. It was 1911 um, was when the town was founded. It was founded by Danish immigrants that came over mostly from the, the Midwest. They started solving. And it was, it was a farming community. It, was, it had nothing to do with tourism. It was, and as immigrants came to America, as we know, in Little Italy or Little uh, Japan or Chinatown, those immigrants came to where the immigrants lived, family and friends. Yeah, was there a particular reason they chose this area? Did it remind them of Denmark or, or you know, grow certain crops here, that, anything like that? They, they were on a quest, if you will, to start a, a folk school and a church out on the West Coast, a Danish settlement on the West Coast. So they got a land grant and Solvang sprang up. And it did start with a small school, a, uh, a college or what we would call a folk school in, in Denmark, uh, the church, and it was dairy farming, lots and lots of dairy farming. The, the joke is the smart Danish immigrants got to the Rocky Mountains and came over. The ones that weren't so smart turned around and went back to the Midwest. Um, <laughs> the weather is spectacular, obviously, here. So the weather is nothing like it is in Denmark. Denmark is much more like <laughs> Seattle, very rainy and, right. and cold. The summers can be fantastic, but it's much more further north. So this was totally different than what they were used to. Um, and they were used to more of a, of a Midwestern kind of feel. And sometime in the, I'm not going to have the exact date, sometime in the 50s, I, it was, I think, Life Magazine or Look Magazine did a cover story on what we have in the fall called our Danish Days. And it ran down in the L.A. area, and folks started coming to that annual celebration kind of a harvest celebration in Solvang to see this quaint little European town. The architecture started becoming more and more European, more and more Danes. Uh, after World War II, a lot of the Danish immigrants weren't as many farmers as they were the city and the merchant folks. They came, started setting up shops again in the 50s, the 60s, and tourism kind of took off. Um, and it was a bit by accident, our location two hours north of L.A., um, Americans coming back from Europe, Americans wanting to see a little taste of Europe uh, without having to travel. Travel was not that easy, of course, and so they would flock up here on weekends and holidays and summers. Like I said, you literally can't go two feet in this town without hitting a bakery or a restaurant. Tell us about the local cuisine here in town. It, growing up here, um, there was lots of authentic Danish food. Danes eat a lot of pork. They have a lot of what we would call open-faced sandwiches. They eat a lot of comfort food, a lot of potatoes, katafla is what it's called in, in Danish. So a lot of the traditional restaurants have a lot of that Danish food. We also have an influx of Italian restaurants. We have burger joints. We have uh, fish restaurants. We have high-end restaurants. We have fast food. So there is a wide variety, but the staple of what you think of coming to Solving is the Danish food in the restaurants and then, of course, the bakeries. The bakeries have stayed really true to form where the restaurants have evolved a bit um, into some other avenues. The Danish restaurant, or excuse me, the Danish bakeries have really stayed true to what they were when they first started 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. It's funny because the Danes that come, my wife is from Denmark, her parents still live in Denmark, her brothers, sisters, everybody still lives in Denmark. When they come and they bring friends or we have family from Denmark come and they eat in our bakeries, there's five of them, it's, for them it's like 
eating in a bakery at their grandmother's hometown in a little town in Denmark because Copenhagen Danish bakeries have now been influenced by Italian or French or American. But the little bakeries in the little towns, these they say this is a throwback to pastry 50 years ago, how it used to be made. I was going to say as well, what's really interesting is the reason you know so much about this is because it seems like you have your hands in half of the restaurants here in town. <laughs> well, you know, I... Um, I was born and raised here. I went to college and law school up in Seattle. I was a U.S. attorney, a, a district attorney. I was a drug prosecutor for years. We moved back here to open a law firm about 17 years ago, and um, we bought a restaurant for my wife, who was is from Denmark. I met her. She was a tourist. I, right when I got done with law school, I came home for a visit from Seattle, and there was this blonde walking down the street who was pretty cute asked her out we were married six months later in Denmark um, and we're coming up on 25 years of marriage here in September um, so when we moved back here I thought she'd have a little Danish restaurant I would practice law with a brother he never moved home we started having more kids I started doing restaurants then we bought a chocolate factory about four years ago that had been here for 50 years it's called Ingeborg's Danish chocolates it has a 40-foot conveyor belt all handmade chocolates my wife has learned to be what they call a Danish candida which is a Danish chocolate maker and she also imports lots of candies and things from Europe and my sisters own a bakery here called Mortensen's Danish Bakery and then me and a buddy we just opened up a restaurant called Chomp Burgers Fries and Shakes which is exactly the verb I think of when I want to really eat burgers <laughs> specializing in gourmet burgers we're doing other items some vegetarian because in today's world burgers just ain't gonna make it alone my I was coming up with some really nerd names and my kids said dad you can't do that let's do a Facebook campaign and that's where the, the name huh? chomp came up with we had a Facebook campaign people voted on it and we opened that three months ago where we're sitting now this literally used to be a greenhouse and I got to say it's so beautiful because we're sort of I feel like we're in the middle of the town square and we have windows looking in every direction this used to be a greenhouse you know it was built I in fact funny story in 1978 I graduated high school and that summer my dad wanted to build a building on this site that we owned and he wanted it to be an open-air kind of market and so it came on a flatbed truck and me and three of my buddies put it together all summer long it was like a big erector set it is an actual greenhouse from lord and burnham but it was never an operational greenhouse we converted it during construction to a deli restaurant and then fast forward 20 years later and and i end up owning the darn thing and having a restaurant in it, it funny. We're looking forward to perusing the menu here in a moment. What are some things that you would recommend here? You know, we, we do about half of our menu is um, Danish uh, entrees. Breakfast, we, we do lots of omelets. We do great Danish pancakes, which are not a crepe. They're a thin pancake, not not what a buttermilk pancake like America's would, would eat. There's also an, an item on a couple of the restaurants in town called Abel Skeevers. That is a Danish dessert item at Christmas, but we sell it year-round. I keep seeing it everywhere. <laughs> Abel Skeever, yes. Now, my wife would probably pronounce it a little differently than I would, but that's the American translation. And those are fun to eat also. I also saw on your menu you have the triple threat, which is all of the carbs of all the different, the, the Danish pancake, all of that. That's what I'm going to go for. Yes, the, the Danish combo in the morning with French toast, the pancakes, and the Abel Skeevers, that's a favorite. How, does that, how do you go wrong with that? Yeah, just not enough syrup, probably. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for speaking with us today. And again, we will have contact information on our website, TravelBrigade.com, about Chomp and the Greenhouse Cafe and other great places to eat here in Solvang. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back.
don't always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Travel Brigade is currently in Solvang at the Hamlet Inn. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin talking about this lovely Danish town. We just got done talking to Aaron about all the amazing dining opportunities, and he sent us on a mission, a mission to eat our way through Solvang. We truly gave it our best effort, but there are so... There are so many great places to eat here with so many different types of food that we just got to a few that we're going to tell you about. We went to the Solvang Brewery, which was right across here from the Hamlet Inn. A couple people had sent us over there. We decided to go. We had brats and sausages, some that were actually in the rind of the beer. And then we also had the best pretzels. They were delicious and a cheese fondue, and also a side of mustard. You can't go wrong. Everything that came out of the kitchen was just looking delicious there at the brewery. Yeah, not to mention great selection of beers. Yes, there are beers at the brewery. (laughs) (laughs) We, of course, also talked about the greenhouse. We were there for breakfast with Aaron. I had the Carbatarian menu, which was all the local delicacies of the Danish pancakes and the French toast and all the love, anything carb. It was just a big carb fest, which I loved every second of it with powdered sugar and fresh raspberry jam was delicious. I had the traditional Danish breakfast, which comes with Havarti cheese. And basically, if you tell me it's something with Havarti cheese, I'm there. (laughs) Then we walked down the street to Ingeborg's, which is a Danish chocolate place. And we were really lucky that we ran into one of the owners there. That company's been there for 50 years, and it's run by Danes, and it's just delicious. We were so lucky we ran into somebody we knew because, you know, you go to a chocolate shop and you look at the things that look familiar, like the truffle or the turtle or something like that. But they steered us in the correct direction with lots of things filled with marzipan, these incredible little flat marzipan patties that have apricot and brandy and plum and wine. They were so good that Jeff doesn't know where I got some more of those later. And the truth is, I actually went back after we went to Chomp for lunch and I got some more and took them with us. Yeah, and there's also when you go in, ask for a traditional Danish delicacy that they have, which is, and I'm not going to attempt to say the name because I'll butcher it, but it is chocolate around marshmallow cream with marzipan on the bottom. It's kind of like a little... It looks like the top of like a, a chocolate dipped ice cream cone. Yeah. And it's in a case sitting in the front. And we, they told us three times the name and every time we said it, we ruined it. So we just thought we would just send you with the description to say, I want one of those. We also hit Chomp. We really enjoyed the burgers there and the atmosphere. It's a fun little place right there in the heart of the town. And Kim's homemade chili. It was delicious. We had it on fries and onion rings, and that was really fun. We had shakes. It's just a new, it's one of the newer places in town, so it's kind of really fun that you have a mix of the traditional, the Danish pastries, of course, the chocolates. We talked about some traditional Danish food, like traditional Danish breakfast, and then you've got some of these new places in town, like Chomp. And one of the really fun things is that... 
they do not allow chain restaurants like we talked about before. So the only ones that are there are ones that have been sort of grandfathered in. So it really sort of tends to have this atmosphere of one, a very connected community, but all these really great independent places. Well, it has once again come to the time for He Said, She Said, where we pick our three favorites from this travel destination. She Said goes first. I just love how quaint, small, accessible the town is. It's very cute. The heritage is fun. The architecture is fun. And you could really walk the entire town. Walk or bike. We had bikes here at the Hamlet Inn, so they're available. Really just a quaint little town. I love the pace of the town. It took me a few minutes, well, maybe an hour to get into the pace when I got here because we'd been running around Southern California, which is a wonderful place and has a million things to do. And you try to do all of them. And you're getting pretty harried. And we got here and everything just slowed down and we knew we were in a different place in a different state of mind when we went to cross the street and we looked up and people were stopping for us. My number two is Ingeborg's. All I can say is I was excited about the Danish bakeries, but I didn't know about the Danish chocolate. Wonderful surprise, delicious. I'm already figuring out how I can get some shipped to my house. My number two was the walkability of this place. Get here, park your car. It's five blocks. If you want to take your car out to the wineries outside of town, great. If you want to just do wine tasting in town, just walk around. You can go car-free while you're here. And we're staying here, again, at the Hamlet. And I keep mentioning it because it's right smack in the middle of everything. And my first experience after I checked into the Hamlet, we got sorted, walked across the street to Olson's Danish Bakery that's been around forever, stayed in a family, and had my first Danish bakery experience. And it was great. And then every time I went to a bakery, they sent us to another Danish bakery. So as we joke around having wine tasting rooms and Danish bakeries in our hands, picture it because it's actually pretty true. My number one was just all of the independent businesses in this town, the shops, the restaurants, the hotels. As we talked about before, chains have been banned here. They've broken free of their chains. So you just have this fun little feel of all these little independent mom and pop shops. It's a great place to just walk around. It's that time of the show where we're ending. We're so sad to say goodbye to Solvang. We've had such a great time. It's just a great little town. Nice Danish feel to the town. We hope you come and enjoy it. Check out our website, TravelBrigade.com, where we'll have information on Solvang and some of the places that we mentioned here in the show on our hot sheet at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at TravelBrigade. We will be back next week with another great travel destination for you. In the meantime, please remember that there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us next week. See you next week. Enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.